Hello, and thanks for finding us. Karam Deo is a local church in Denver, Colorado. We're a network of friends following Jesus together. Join us for preaching, teaching, announcements, and other musings. Hey everyone, David here. Just wanted to give you a heads up, today's podcast recording is going to be a little different than normal. It's going to have two simple parts. In the first part, Matt's going to answer some questions circling around the topic of house church. Questions like, why do church this way? How does leadership work in a house church? And what's the end purpose of doing this? And then for the second part, I'm going to give a really short encouragement and word on a rule of life. What is it? How to form one? We have teachings posted in other places if you want to dive into that deeper. And then also you can always check our website. We have a tab at the top that says Regula, where we're posting resources and ideas to kind of reflect on your own time, schedule, habits, patterns, and then establish your own rule of life. So I hope you guys enjoy. Let's see how much time I have. I have 10 minutes for this, guys. I want to actually address a few kind of questions that we have for our community. So I have 10 minutes to get this knocked out. So let's see if we can do it, huh? I think what we do at Karamdeo is a little odd, right? Compared to most churches, we go from a scattered to gathered season. And it's kind of odd for people. They're like, uh, why do you do that? You know, why do we keep bouncing back and forth with the structures that we have done? So the first question I say is, why do we do church the way we do it? Would be a great question that maybe many people would ask you guys. And I'd say the first simple answer would be, we believe as a community that we actually want to listen to the Lord and respond. We want to model that as a church, but also model that for individuals. So over the last few years, Dave and I and a community of leaders have prayed each year and said, Lord, what structures do you want us to put in place in order to hold and support like what the Lord is doing in us both corporately and individually? It kind of goes with a verse in, um, in Matthew. They're, I mean, they're in the, all the Gospels, but it says, don't put new wine in old wineskin. It's really the wineskin is actually the structures that is supposed to hold the wine. The wine would be the revelation or impact the Lord wants on our life. And as Karam Deo, we actually want to put structures and keep changing structures in order that we continue to have life change in our hearts. So why do we keep changing or why do we have scattered, gathered seasons is in order to put structures so that we actually have individual and corporate change and that we value revelation or values and impact over actually holding on to structures alone. And our focus is for all of us to continue to actually take risk and live into these new revelations or new wine or new uh, values that the Lord puts in our heart. And I do emphasize live into and not just understand with our heads. And that's, I mean, you'll hear us over and over say, Karam Deo, we actually want to apprentice each other into a life of following Jesus. Um, we feel it's the way Jesus led his people, right? He, he, he led people into risk-taking places. And sometimes for some of us, we're like, oh, to jump into someone's house might feel a little risky. And we just ask you, actually, Try to lean into it because we've seen so much fruit from it. 
All right, question two. Hang in there with me, guys. Uh, we would say, why house church or our current model? Um, we do do scattered gathered. We had one of our mentors, Kevin Cologne, if you guys have been with us, say, hey, this is awesome. But if you do scattered and switch to gathered, you will lose people. You will actually not make as much money as a church. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's probably true. But the reason we do it is because we do value both structures. There's something you've seen in this gathered season where we do have authoritative teaching where you saw Dave teach in awesome ways. The last message we had was Mike Brown, who just brought the word and the thunder for us. He brought us this idea of miracles from around the globe and learning to live into spiritual fruit. So we believe in authoritative teaching, right? But the scattered season that we're living into is a belief that we believe that people live into discipleship through being apprenticed. And that's like, you're living in, you're doing it, you're uh, applying what you're doing, right? Rather than just sitting and absorbing, we believe it's life on life. And actually, these home groups are meant to actually create family for you, a family where no matter what happens to you or what belief you have or whatever, you're actually fully accepted and loved in a place of family. And it's a place where all of us are meant to actually have space, you know, from like eight to like 20 people to actually try to follow and lead and uh, walk with Jesus together with very little aspect of actually being criticized per se. So it's meant to be a family where actually we try, we all have responsibility together. This will practically look like, so for you guys who haven't done one yet, practically like it's super simple. This isn't a structure. It's just a guide. But it's if you've done an alpha course, it's similar to that where we want to have a welcoming community of friendship and food. We want a place of like adoration where we do worship, maybe with a guitar or maybe speaking out who God is or maybe questioning who God is with the learner's heart. And then a reflection over what it means to actually read the Bible together. Because the Bible is originally written to communities. So we want to be little communities who read the Bible together. There's going to be a focus in this house church season of focusing on the parables of Jesus. And uh, we just actually want to look at those and actually learn in groups of, you know, 8 to 20 people. And actually digest them and walk through them. And the last piece is actually response. We want each time to actually have a place of transformation of our heart like the biggest thing jesus always emphasizes isn't just to overload our heads with knowledge but transform our hearts and that's the key to actually trying to live as disciples and the heart of home church is actually to do that and again this isn't a model or formula like follow this exactly each home will be like actually today we just need to pray for each other all day or today we need to worship or today we're just going to read the word so don't feel like we're stuck in a model each one will look different but the heart is to try to create simple values that are involved in our home churches to um, create steadiness of flow of where we're even with the five home churches we're kind of moving together as a community of Cromdale. Last question, what's leadership look like? People have asked this over again. Well, what's it mean to be a leader? And with Karam Deo, we believe that leadership is, uh, it's not just top down. It's like a horizontal leadership. It's different. Jesus always lowered the bar of requirements to be a leader and raised the bar of responsibility. 
So we believe as leaders in Cromdale, yes, there will be leaders of homes. We're leading one. The Beals are leading one. The Browns are leading one. The Baileys are. The Swensons. And yes, we're leaders. But inside the home, week to week, we'll have different ones of us lead and guide each week. And we're going to teach us to actually guide everyone to almost live into this apprentice role to try and take risks of following Jesus and leading people. Um, let's see. We want to give room for everybody to lead, even if it's uncomfortable. And we won't force you into this by any means, but it's kind of like a family, right? Like everybody in a family needs to grow up and take responsibility. With Say Say, she's probably, in, if you guys know my family, Sayla's three. She's probably not going to be cooking the meals in our family, right? But by the time she's like 15, we might invite her to do like a Mexican theme night in her home, right? Like, Sayla, you're in charge of making the food. You know, because eventually as we grow into our role in family, we need to take same responsibility. If Sayla is 18 and still acting the same way she is when she is three in her home, we would say, oh, I don't think we're raising her well. And it's the same thing we believe in actually these home churches, as we're family, we believe everyone, as we grow into it, we'll start taking a little more and more responsibility together and uh, do it with like sacrificial love. I think the key piece is what Mike brought to us a few weeks ago. He said, hey, more than anything else, yes, we want to see miracles happen in these homes. Let's pray for healings. But basically, what's it mean to be a leader who's trying to follow Jesus? One, it means to embody the spiritual fruits of like love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, self-control. And two, it means to sacrificially love people with no strings attached. We'll love you and love you and love you and love you. And as we do that, actually we grow in our leadership. If you don't know how to be a leader, look around and say, Lord, how do I sacrifice my life for somebody right around me right now? And that's what we'd actually start classifying as leaders in our homes and homes are great greenhouses to try to sacrificially love people so i would say as we walk into these next week i would say each one of us say hey how do i sacrificially love to this family that's in my house this week or in how, how do i sacrificially love for the people in the house i'm going to um lastly this is the very last one i promise so get ready to actually participate after this okay but uh, what is the purpose? I would say everybody's saying, why? And I would say, God, actually, to be a disciple or a follower of Jesus, he actually called us to go and grow and make disciples who make more disciples. If you heard me talk, I say this every time, but I remember speaking in a church. There's an 88-year-old lady who heard me talking about discipleship, and she goes, Matt, I could never make a disciple. She's been in the church since she's been like, you know, like three months old. Been just, you know, hearing teaching. But she was like never modeled a way that she could give her life away. And I would say the purpose of Karam Deo is like every one of us on the screen is meant to give your life away. And to try to be confident in reproducing. Because we say like... Actually, all of us have the Holy Spirit in, in us. There's no baby Holy Spirit. There's no subpar Holy Spirit. We all have it. And a Holy Spirit is the sent one. We're all meant to be sent. And in Karam Deo, we actually believe these home churches are meant to multiply across the city. And they will. I mean, we have five of them now. 
And but what we will not do, we will as leaders will never prescribe you that. Oh, it's time. Like Justin Sayo, you have to leave and go make a house church right now. We will never say that, but we'll continue to push that the Holy Spirit's in you. And when you're almost like head goes up, like guys, I'm kind of scared, but I think the Lord is saying for me to love this other group of people in the neighborhood. We would love to coach you and help you to be sent out because you are actually meant to be sent ones with the Holy Spirit inside you. And from a place like that, it might be two weeks. In two weeks, somebody might say, I need to be sent. And it might be six years. We're not prescribing that, but we are pushing identity to rest in the Holy Spirit to try. So these home churches, the purpose is, is for all of us to say, God, is it the season for me to try lead something new in the scattered season? And I would say that to all of us. If you're new to the church, as we start next week, for you to say, Lord, what are you sending me into? And what's the new risk you're asking me to take over the next four months in this scattered season? And maybe it's just showing up, but maybe a year from now it's saying, I'm going to try open up my home. You know, I think it's pretty crazy, but we love to support you. And that's the beauty that Karam Deo is setting the table for the Holy Spirit to move and use each of our spaces. So, you guys, I'm just stoked for our families to enter this scattered season. All of the things I just said probably deserved an hour teaching, okay? So, if with stories attached, but we didn't have time. But I wanted to wet your whistle and for you to continue to dialogue with each other on what some of those ideas look like. So we're talking about a rule of life. This phrasing, this language comes up often if you've been around our community the last year. And I feel like it's totally trending, at least amongst Protestants, which is kind of funny because the concept of a rule of life is about as ancient as the New Testament. It comes from kind of this old idea of Didache, which goes back to the first generation of Christians, just trying to work out what does... What does the gospel message imply now for my life and my lifestyle and my life choices and our life together as a community? The monasteries became kind of the flagship places that codified rules of life. And again, I feel like in our cultural, well, for millennials and younger, there's probably a le- there isn't a less sexy word than rules. Maybe submission, but it's right up there with, with submission as like the most unsexy, unpopular word. But the word comes from the Latin regula, which if we get real nerdy into the kind of history of this, it, it comes out of the imagery of a trellis, like in a garden. And a trellis is really simply a, a wooden structure that provides a natural growth path for fruit and for plants so that they can maximize their fruit output. They don't rot. And also so wild animals don't come and crawl on the ground and eat the fruit. And so I think this word picture of like a trellis is so perfect and timely. So here I'll give an example. If you guys have been to like a vineyard, so you have the ground here and then the vine can grow up and out, right? And then on that vine, we can grow fruit. And I loved actually, as I was just thinking about this, believe me, we're not this smart, we didn't plan this, 
But this scattered season, Matt opened us with kind of uh, a prophetic word on, on being good soil and, and keeping our hearts tender after a year of disappointment and disappointment on all kinds of levels. And then Mike Brown ended us with a message on producing good fruit. And I just felt like, oh my gosh, like such a God thing to talk about a rule of life as actually the really practical component of what we actually have in our control to do to help ensure that good soil turns into good fruit. That, and, and God does the seed planting, God does the growing, God does all the mysterious stuff that we can't do on our own. But I think a rule of life is essentially gonna help provide the minimal structure to provide that maximal growth. And I'm just gonna read a verse from John 15. I was just praying on this all week. John 15, verse four and five. Remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. And so as we get into this, I think I just remind us, you know, you do not have to engage this. You don't have to do a rule of life. You don't have to follow through on this. But the heartbeat of it, if you do, is to produce good fruit. And for those that didn't hear Mike's message, Matt referenced it a couple times, but I'd strongly encourage you to go back on our podcast and listen to Mike's message two weeks ago on sacrificial love. Um, and producing good fruit. So that's my kind of caveat intro. And instead of teaching a message or giving another sermon on a rule of life, I thought today we're just going to do it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to wait anymore. So I, I trapped you all here. I, I got you on the screen and now you almost have no way to wiggle out of it. You're going you're gonna to try at least to engage at a rule of life. And I'm not naive. There's no way we're going to finish or actually create a whole rule of life today. But I think these two activities will at least give you a sense of almost like Matt said earlier, it'll wet your whistle, give you a little sampler taste of what it could be like to engage a rule of life. And again, the heart, the purpose, why we would do this is to safeguard love. It's to safeguard good fruit. Um, these rules are prescribed by you. It's something you work out with the Lord or with a few friends that you commit to together. They're meant to be flexible. They're meant to change in, in and out of season with your jobs and relationships and location and living situation. So again, this is meant to be for you, not imposed upon you. All right, so if you guys are still tracking with us, I would invite you at this point to turn to our website, www.cdchurch.org, and visit the regular tab in the top right corner. And that will guide you through some activities that will help you engage in your own rule of life. Or feel free to reach out to us through our Contact Us page on our website. Thanks for listening. If you want to connect further, please visit us at www.cdchurch.org.